What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 22 of the Gaming Disorder Podcast. I am your host, the Forte Jorge. With me today, Dylan Lang. It's the gruesome twosome this week, all right? The dynamic duo, like Batman and Robin, Venom and Carnage, Peanut Butter and Jelly, you know? Uh, (laughs) Kelsey's taking a break this week. Yeah, so this episode actually is just our recap of the Game Awards that just happened on the 10th. Uh, At time of recording, this is actually Sunday the 13th, so three days later. Some of you might have heard a lot of the news, some of you might have not. But that's what we're here for today, to basically help fill you in. And considering the majority of the news that you're going to hear this week, probably stuff coming out from the Game Awards, this week we actually do not have a news drop. So... Because, you know, every this whole the Game Awards is basically one giant news article. <laughs> so that's basically going to cover that for this week. Before we start the episode, of course, we cannot thank those enough who support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash the gaming disorder podcast for our platinum tier producers for the show. Nathan S. and Joanne, thank you guys. You know by now that we cannot do this show without you. So we just really appreciate it. If you want to be a Patreon producer for the show or just want to support the show at any level, please feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash the gaming disorder podcast. So Dylan. Thank you very much. Yeah, what's going on, man? Let's let's just kind of jump right in. Let's jump in with both feet. We're going to just, we're just going to go for it, man. Starting it off, Sephiroth. In Super Smash Brothers? Yeah, man. Damn, I'm Dude. so excited to have seen that. I... Okay, let's just throw this out there, man. Is there a better theme song than One Winged Angel? Like, it, I, I refuse to believe that there is, because it's just... When you hear it, and a lot of those of you listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. When you hear the intro to One Winged Angel, that shit is hard. Okay? That shit is like repetitive punches to the gut and it's so orchestral and dynamic and that shit goes right for the jugular but man let's let's just talk about that trailer in my opinion best character trailer i've ever seen for a smash reveal oh yeah in my opinion best character you know you show up you see some of the fighters uh fighting whatever that angel thing is what is that thing called dylan you you know more about smash than i I do i do but i've never story of light or whatever it is like the campaigns they're not really like selling it for me it it seemed fun but i didn't really complete the playthrough i just played like a bit of it to unlock some characters then i just Mm -hmm. found out you can unlock them through just combat you know it's really how you play as a player you know what i mean but aside from that dude i was definitely hyped to have seen sephiroth dude he sent me a photo before i even had seen the trailer of just mario being skewered and i was like whoa yeah what is this like he came in, I was like, okay, Sephiroth, he's kind of a really... I definitely didn't expect him because like he stabs people and stuff like that. So with blood yeah. and everything, seeing him in a Smash trailer, I was like, wait, did Mario just get skewered in his trailer or something? Like, yeah. what? But, Sephiroth. Yeah, just starting it off, you see that giant entity thing just being cut in half. And yeah. everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And then you just hear one winged angel and you see Sephiroth. And, of course, I love his tagline for his introduction, which yeah. is Sephiroth descends into battle. I, just seeing him, I'm like, I can get into Smash now. 
Do it. Um, because he's just so badass. They remake the shot where he kills Aerith with Zelda. Yes. And, man, just seeing... It, it looks like he's going to have some sort of, like, cinematic moves, or I don't know if that was just part of the trailer. Yeah. But his moveset looks awesome. He goes into, the like, the one-winged form. Yes. And then, like you said, there's a little shot where it looks like he just stabs Mario, but it's just the Masamune kind of caught on the overall sleeve. Yeah. But, yeah, great fucking trailer. I thought, I mean, just a great way to start the show, way to get people hype. Um, and in terms of everything that happened, it was probably one of my favorite moments of the Game Awards because it was just, like, a, such a thing, you know? And you know me, I have, like, a so-so history with Smash, but Sephiroth yeah. obviously being one of the coolest characters in any franchise, I mean, I, I gotta give it to them. That was a hell of a way to start the show, so... Yeah, man, um, dude, they definitely... Like, there were certain scenes that they showed in the trailer that, mind you, was just to kind of show how how nutty this character is in the game because like there was a scene where like he cut the stage in half it's not an actual thing from what i know playing the game it's just like a stage mechanic but the way they implemented it into the character trailer showed off how fierce of a fighter this character is going to be into the game like definitely dude if there's any time for you to get into smash bros for one character to have come out like sephiroth man he's that that's it. like dude i never I never played the game, but I saw his uh, final form in the yeah. uh, at the end. Oh my god! Like it gave me goosebumps because it's oh, like it's not really something that a lot of games have integrated for Sephiroth into, like Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that. And they integrated that into Smash Bros. And I'm like, dude, man, that's gonna be really sick. And just his move sets alone, like I figured he would use like the Black Materia for his final Smash or something like that. But to just have them like elevate that to the next point where it's like where he was like it is his final smash you know this is his final move right so i don't know man like I, I was definitely really hyped to have seen that and i'm so excited to be seeing the character out within this month too man like they said yeah. it would be december 2020 that he's going to be released so i haven't had time to turn on my switch but I, as soon as i get my hands on it within this week i'm just checking the news feed and being like all right when is he dropping yeah, no, for sure. December 2020. I mean, we're already halfway through December, so I wouldn't be surprised if you hear it within the next week or two, or they might wait to like right around Christmas or so. But yeah, man, Sephiroth and Smash. I, I loved watching reaction videos of people like freaking the fuck out because I just based off of my limited knowledge of Smash, I assumed it was probably going to be like a character from Monster Hunter or something like that because there is that new game monster hunter rise coming on the switch plus i think there's another one called i think it's called monster hunter ultimate so that was my guess a lot of people were like oh sora but i don't know i'll have to really look into that i don't know if the kingdom hearts collection is available on the switch but uh yeah i don't I know that there are people who probably saw this coming. I personally wasn't one of them because I'm not really in the Smash community, so... Dude, I didn't even expect it. Like, we, we had a lot of, like, Crash Bandicoots popping up on, like, Reddit and stuff yeah. like that. Th those are where the speculations were going. Honestly, Sephiroth coming into the game, I... That that blindsided me straight up, man. Yeah. Uh, Super Smore... Uh, what is it? Super Sword Brothers? Or Super Sword Brothers now? Yeah. Because I, I guess a lot of people were mad that it was another sword-wielding character. Apparently, there's a lot 
a sword wielding characters. I, mean, I don't know, man. Sephiroth, though. I mean, it would be weird to have Sephiroth and not. I mean, one of the most iconic things about Sephiroth, if not the most iconic, is the fact that he has a sword. But yeah, so Sephiroth and Smash, man. I can't wait to see that. We're gonna just kind of touch on everything. We're not gonna talk about every single thing that they talked about. Just yeah. the big things. Uh, the next thing, best performance actually went to Laura Bailey for her portrayal of Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us Part 2 is going to come up frequently in this episode just because they won numerous awards. Rightfully yes. deserved as well. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So Laura Bailey, who portrayed Abby, just a stunning performance in my opinion. I've seen videos of them doing motion capture for the game and games have come so much from just people designing characters. No, like, there are now actors and actresses, or just actors, I guess, would be just covering the general term, but that Wait. now these people portray them, you know? They have the I'm motion. I'm sorry, you just said that they have, like, mocap suits for, like, the cutscenes and everything for the game? For the game, yeah, for the for oh, wow, all the cutscenes for The Last of Us are done with real actors. Like, wow. Ashley Johnson, I believe, is play, uh, plays Ellie, Laura Bailey does Abby... Uh, not I keep wanting to say Trevor Noah, not Dude, Trevor man. Noah. Come Troy Troy Baker. Effects. I didn't know that. Dude, yeah, man. so I'll have to send you some of these videos, man, because they are awesome, and yeah. they have to act out the scenes like yeah. One I mean, on that one. could be why like the emotions in there hit so much harder. Now they really do. So shout out to Laura Bailey, very much well deserved. Next up, the remake for Xbox by The Initiative actually was a perfect dark trailer. So I guess they have a remake for Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was always one of those franchises that I kind of knew about, but not really. Because I know when the conversation of games that people wanted to come back, Perfect Dark was always one of the ones that came up. I just personally didn't know anything about them because I think the first one, if I remember correctly, came out on the N64. And then there might have been one on the Xbox so i think maybe like on the 316 so this looks like maybe from the ground up it would really be hard for me to say because i just genuinely don't know but i know that a lot of people were pretty excited for that so we'll see how that turns out that's the initiative uh next up turtle rock studios and uh, wb back for blood so these oh, are I'm the glad same... you brought that up yeah Woo. so these are the same people that do the left for dead franchise they're some of the developers and i don't know if it's the whole team or not but picture just left for dead so it looks like they might have rebuilt it from the ground up because i've only played left for dead i think three on steam a couple of times with some friends and you know zombie horde game you know you progress from one area to another as a team and then hordes and they get more difficult and then you have like these giant zombies and things like that and you're picking up ammo and things like that along the way so a new left for dead game i mean that looks pretty cool i don't have too much experience with them but from everything that i saw in the trailer you, you know, it's a zombie killer game. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit worn out on the whole zombies concept as a franchise, um, just because so many games do it. I mean, Dying Light. I mean, The Last of Us. And when I use the term zombie, I'm using a generic term because yeah, technically in The Last of Us they're not zombies. It looks like there was some worm parasite in the trailer for back for blood that so they're not technically zombies you know it might be like some sort of parasitic uh worm but uh the trailer looked okay honestly um what did you think dylan i know that you had this is one of the things you had actually texted me about so 
So, Back for Blood is a sole successor to Left for Dead. I mean, mm-hmm. the creators of the game, I feel they added a lot more content to what the original game was before. And, like, I'm not sure what console they announced this game would be released on, but with Left 4 Dead before, it was just to just PC and Xbox. And I'm not gonna lie, man, like, if it just comes out on Xbox and PC, I'm gonna be a sad boy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you like, could play it on PC, couldn't you? I could, like, on my laptop yeah. and stuff, but it wouldn't be optimally ran, you know? Like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want that Left 4 Dead experience that I got back in like 2012 or something like that you know this is the next gen of the game so like yeah they have these like 20 feet tall zombies now in the game which is crazy whenever you think about it but like they bring in these special infected and i think that's pretty cool like it's not a left for dead game you know like yeah it's a different thing entirely it's not zombies like you're saying it's like some parasitic pa- parasite basically just kind of infecting the nation and then you got a squad of potentially four or more characters in the trailer they showed four mm-hmm. but i didn't catch his name who worked on the game he made a announcement and he showed off gameplay footage of the game which is true to what he said gameplay is king whenever it comes to these types yes. of trailers i'm glad but, you brought that up because yeah right? i thought that was it's super easy to to release like a polished cg yeah. trailer but they did show some of the gameplay. I might be mistaken, but I think that it looked like each character might have had like a particular ability that pertained to them, like maybe like a healer or a support character or something like that. But um, it looked cool. They were it looked like they were like an underground tunnel or something, and they're shooting through yeah. boards, and this giant hulking zombie comes up. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm Dude, I'm, I'm interested to fence. see. Like, yeah, what? I'm interested to see how this plays out uh, because I know a lot of people like. I either know people who play Left 4 Dead and love it, or I know people who have never touched it. So I don't know too many people in the middle ground. So it would be exciting to see, you know, a brand new game. It looks like it's been reworked from the ground up. So hopefully that that pans out for them. Um, I mean, I I thought Left 4 Dead was a really good idea back whenever it came out. Like, zombies were at its peak, and, like, you know, this this isn't zombies, apparently, but, I mean, kind of the same idea. We're just going to call it zombies. Like we'll just call it zombies for the sake of, of convenience, but yeah, right. So we'll but, see how yeah, that man. goes. Hopefully, it goes for it goes good for them because it looks like they are super passionate about it. Um, next up here, uh, they showed kind of another trailer slash a little bit of gameplay for Focus Interactive's Hood Outlaws and Legends. I don't like that name. I'm not gonna lie. I think they should have just called it Hood Outlaws um, or Outlaws and Legends. But I don't know why the name Hood Outlaws and Legends just sounds super weird to me. But we had previously discussed this game at one of the State of Play episodes that we did. And they talk about how you have multiplayer heists and assassinations, kind of how we had speculated. So that was kind of cool to see. They showed a little bit of gameplay and all that. So we'll see when that comes out. Um, Let's see. And then we also have here, uh, they gave the award for best ongoing game to No Man's Sky. I thought this was awesome. Because No Man's Sky is like one of the biggest tales of redemption in gaming, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, when that game came out, people fucking tore it apart because they had shown all these trailers of like, look how immense this this game is going to be. And you can go to all these planets and you can do all these things and you can terraform these worlds and yada, yada, yada. And it came out and it was only like 
a fraction of what they had promised and it was like a pr nightmare for this game okay and then as time went along they didn't abandon it which i highly respect they released a big update for it i think it was no man's sky beyond if i remember correctly and the people who stuck by no man's sky i hear a lot of people saying like this is the game that they promised so i just love seeing stuff like that and i love that they got recognition for it because it's super easy to just take a game like that and just say fuck it whatever state it's in it's in and release some minor updates here and there but they really stuck by that game and i feel like they definitely did right by the people who who play it actively so uh shout out to them uh they showed also a trailer for a game called the callisto protocol so very interesting name uh by striking uh distant studios to me this looked like dead space I thought this was going to be Dead Space, to be honest. Um, it looks like Resident Evil in space. And I think actually one of the developers from Dead Space is working on this game. My favorite thing that he said is it's a single player game, which, you know, that's kind of uh, a giant banner for the people who are like, oh, single player games are dead. Like, no, no, they're not. Like, they're still here. They're still kicking. But he says it was their goal to make the scariest game ever. So I love that. I'm super into that, so I'm excited to see uh, the trailer was really weird. It was giving me like alien vibes mixed with Dead Space, mixed with Resident Evil, mixed with like, I, I don't know, man. This game definitely got my attention, so I'm, I'm interested to see in that. Did you uh, see that trailer, Dylan? Yeah, it had like some guy with like some ID bag badge on his back nape, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like a uh, like a barcode or something like that, and it looks like he was maybe a prisoner on like yeah. some sort of space shuttle. So, space is mm. such a go- a cool theme for me, especially in terms of a horror genre. Yeah. So, I'm I'm really interested to see uh to see when that comes out and hear more about that as time goes along. Um, next we just really have a few different awards that they gave out. Um, best art direction was given to Ghost of Tsushima. So, shout out to Sucker Punch, shout out to the Ghost team, because Dylan, I know me and you both love Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm, I'm super happy that they are getting recognition, so Best Art Direction, definitely well-deserved. Um, yes. Best VR game went to Half-Life Alex, of course, that being Valve. Uh, I never really played the Half-Life series, but I know when people talk about sequels that they'll never get, it's like Portal 3 and Half-Life 3. <laughs> like, people always bring those up. But um, best sports game went to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Um, I love the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. Uh, Personally, Pro Skater 4 is my favorite one. And the remakes have definitely done right by those original titles. So I'm glad they got their recognition. Um, Most anticipated game went to Elden Ring. And then they had a trailer for Bioware's Dragon Age. I think it's just called Dragon Age. I don't know anything about the Dragon Age franchise, straight up. So I'm sure people are excited about it because I know the people who love Bioware are like diehard about them. So, yeah. Well, they've been making Dragon Age games. I think the last one was Dragon Age Inquisition. I think that might have come out in either 2013 2014. So Dragon Age has been going on. It's definitely had releases way since the PS3. Like, I think that one came out on PS4. So they have, I know a lot of people, I used to know this one guy who used to go to the video game shop that I used to go to, and uh, he was like a diehard Dragon Age fan, and I, I, just the fantasy setting has always been weird for me, like I'm, I, I find it hard to get into, but yeah, new Dragon Age coming, 
Um, I believe the next award that they gave out was Best Narrative, and it was given to The Last of Us Part Two. Once again, Last of Us Part Two just out here killing it. Um, they premiered Season 1 for Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, new map, Rebirth Island. It looks like it's going to be a smaller map. That's going to be coming out on December 16. Um, Scavenger Studios, the next thing they showed up is this... I'm be honest, I don't remember what this game was called. Oh, I'm sorry, I think it was called Season. Uh, for PlayStation 5, it looked very interesting. It had a very interesting art direction. Uh, an open world game that was about recording lost cultures. So you see this kid on his bike and he has like a tape recorder and a notebook and he's just kind of jotting down tales of, of past civilizations and things like that. So did you see that trailer, Dylan? Dude, I'm going to be honest, like this was a three hour long like showcase of the greatest things games had to offer for 2020. So there are a lot of like black spaces here and there where it's like, I just checked out, you know, I had to watch this thing like four times just to get like, yeah. a good idea of what went, what actually went down. Like we had musical performances from Persona 5's uh, music team. Mm -hmm. uh, Lynn, I think that was her name. I'm we not had, sure. yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but you know, uh, Strikers, premiered or got a little bit of recognition for that. yeah which is unfortunate because the leak happened i want to say a few days before the game awards that uh, uh persona 5 strikers was going to be coming to the west and so that mm. kind of ruined it in my head i'm like the people who leak this sort of stuff i'm like dude really like you couldn't just wait three days or however long it was like honestly i'm probably not even gonna play strikers i might um, yeah, but I mean, you've played a lot of Persona, so like, yeah, I can kind of see why you would have that take. But like, this is a different one, you know. It's from the same teams that did uh, what's it called, Dynasty Warriors. They did a little bit of like conglomerate work with the guys over at Atlas. So I'm curious to see how the gameplay works. In yeah, that from what I hear, and even some of the gameplay I've seen, people are like, this feels like a pseudo sequel. Because that's how yeah. flushed out is it, it is. But, you know, we'll, we'll see when that comes out. Um, we have here... The next note I have here in my book, and I just wrote this... You could tell I wrote it angrily because the lines are bold and kind of <laughs> etched in. I wrote, Vin Diesel can fuck himself. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they had this fucking trailer. It turns out the trailer was for Ark 2, okay? Yeah. I didn't know Ark was that type of game that would have a sequel. Kind of like... Minecraft I guess in my mind, yeah, like that, right? exactly. <laughs> I thought it was like Minecraft 2 or Rocket League 2. I just always assumed these would be games that they just add to in like perpetuity for like yeah. the next foreseeable years. Um, but yeah, R2 is apparently a thing. Vin Diesel is in it. Why? Yeah. Um, well, look, I, man, I know you're giving it some kind of, I'm sensing something from coming from that statement, okay? And I just got to say, Mr. T came up in World of Warcraft. Why can't Vin Diesel be an arc? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> uh, well, here's what I'm saying, Mr. T, way better actor than Vin Diesel. I fucking said the fact that more people know who Vin Diesel is than Mr. T, I feel, is a crime I mean, against humanity, <laughs> and some people need to be put in prison for it. They need to straight be sent to Guantanamo Bay, that sketchy ass place where like the CIA does <laughs> fucked up medical experiments on people. But yeah, man, I'm just, I'm okay. Listen, guys, it's me, all right? It's Papa Jay, 
All right. (laughs) You know I'm never going to lie to you. And you know that I'm nothing if not passionate for video games. Please, 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 studios, developers, whoever you are out there, if you make games, you do that, please stop putting quote-unquote famous actors in your games. I'm playing Cyberpunk right now to see Keanu Reeves' stupid fucking face in this goddamn game. Like, I would have much rather that role gone to some generic person. Like, because if you're trying to sell me on a game that I probably wouldn't have played, but your, your kind of, like, bargaining chip is like, Oh, hey, Vin Diesel's in it. Guess what? I'm less likely to fucking play it. Because at this point, the Fast and Furious franchise is doing the same thing. Like, hey, Vin Diesel's still fucking in it. I was like, yeah, this series used to be about racing fucking cars. And now Vin Diesel's, like, jumping off of bridges and rappelling from island to island. And someone's altering a torpedo. I'm saying they killed it for themselves, okay? (laughs) Honestly, the last good Fast and Furious movie, I couldn't even fucking tell you. But if I have to see Vin Diesel's stupid fucking... Okay, are we really art, paying this man George, to act? You're giving Ark like a he's premonition n- right now. A reading. Good. Listen, I hope Ark is terrible. I hope it's <laughs> terrible because you blew your whole budget on, hey, let's mocap Vin Diesel's dumb fucking face. <laughs> he looks like a human ninja turtle. And we're paying this man who's a guy. Well, it's family, man. It's family. So get the fuck out of my face, Vin Diesel. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're playing art, he's going to be up in your face. You're Every time I see Vin Diesel, I feel like I've been hate-crimed. Okay? <laughs> Stop exposing me to this fucking giant fucking human turtle. Okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Anything else you'd like to say about art, dude? <laughs> I feel like you got a lot off your chest. Cause you Cancel the game. This Cancel the game. Cancel art 2. <laughs> I hope art 2 gets canceled. If you were excited for it, first of all, I hope you saw Vin Diesel and didn't get excited for it. But no. <laughs> like what you like. Fuck you, Vin Diesel. Uh, uh, oh, man, dude. They yeah. showcased a winter event for Fallout. I mean, not Fallout. For Fall Guys. That's yeah. going to be coming oh. out December 15th. They so. actually won an award, too, for, I believe it was Best Community Support. So, shout out to them. Like, yeah, and I think they also free. won maybe, like, I don't remember what else they won. Or maybe it was, like, a mention. But, yeah, that's going to be coming yeah. out December 15th. Um, best Multiplayer went to Among Us. There's an Evil Dead game coming out oh, dude, in 2021. I love the Evil Dead franchise. The original movies are pretty fucking dope. Yeah, knight um, in that trailer, man. Yeah, in a suit of armor. Like I was like, what is this? But I, I don't I don't know what this game is. But it's a zombie, and I can play as a knight. Take well, they're money, more like pos- they're they're <laughs> less zombies and more like possessed souls. Ah, um, yeah. So thanks for that clarification. Yeah, because they're they're like demonic possessions basically. But I thought it was pretty cool to see that because I like the Evil Dead franchise. It's been one of my favorite horror franchises just in terms of like the subject material because they have the book, the Necronomicon, and then shit just starts going wrong for everyone. And then they had a spinoff series, Ash versus the Evil Dead, that was a little bit more comedic. Um, and then Ash is also in uh, Dead by Daylight. So he's one of the survivors that's available. So yeah, Evil Dead, uh, I'll take it, man. I'll take more Evil Dead stuff, so... Um, next thing here I have, Capcom, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. This one, I fucking was in love with, because Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the Super Nintendo is one of my favorite childhood games. That game is hard as shit. That game is hard as shit. As as long as you get, like, a PlayStation, uh, I'm sorry, a Nintendo subscription for the online service, you you just play it for free. And I played, like, maybe two hours of it, and I just couldn't get past, like, the third level. I beat the uh, game, 
when on Dude, the man. Super Nintendo emulator, but that's just because you can rewind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I played that every time I died, I just rewind. Listen, this game has been plaguing me for like 23 years. I'm not running my head into the wall over this game, but <clears throat> yeah, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. They're getting a remake. Though, or Ghouls so. and Goblins, actually. Ghosts and Goblins, whatever the fuck they're calling it. Resurrection is coming yeah. out. Pretty excited for that. Uh, I'm going to start running off some more awards that they gave out. Best Indie went to Hades. Shout out to them because I still have not played Hades, but everyone yeah. I know who has played Hades, they are like all about that shit. So, I've heard a lot of good things from it too, from just friends that have mentioned it. Like they said it was on the Game Awards, like nominees, and I was like, what is this game? But then everyone's saying it's pretty good. So, like, as far as indies go, I'm curious to give it a try myself. So, yeah, next one was Best Audio Design for The Last of Us 2. Uh, best RPG went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know you're pretty excited about that, Dylan, because I know you loved that well game. Deserved. I mean, they won something. Like, they definitely earned it. Like, it's such a great game. And I think they also got, like, best music or something like that, too, as far as. Maybe. I think they did music. win something else. Because they had some stuff during the pre show. I actually didn't get to watch the yeah. pre show, but they did give a bunch of stuff out. Best Simulation went to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Player's Voice went to Ghost of Tsushima. So another one for Ghosts, so I'm happy that they were winning some stuff. Yeah. Best fighting game went to Mortal Kombat 11. They showed another trailer for Returnal on PlayStation 5, which is the new title from Housemark. Uh, Dylan, I know me and you talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you remember it during one of the state of plays. Um, Housemark is one of my favorite developers. They make just some incredible games. Uh, one of my favorite games they make is called Rezogun. It was a PlayStation 5 launch title, and it was free with PlayStation Plus. They were really like the kings in terms of making like arcade high intensity high score chasing games uh the soundtracks are usually pretty awesome and the gameplay is very engaging and it was one of those games where it was like easy to get into but like mastering it was like you know it felt like playing like a modern day pac-man um but i know at one point a few years ago they stated like hey like these arcade style games people don't really tend to go for them anymore so they talked about doing something different so if I remember correctly, this is like their first title. This is the one that kind of looked weird because you're a person in a spaceship and you're like wearing a spacesuit and she's fighting these monsters and shooting at them. And it's like, it looks like everything is on a loop. And like the whole theme is like, can you break the cycle? So that's going to be coming out 3 So March 19th of next year. Um, they had a trailer for Super Meat Boy Forever. They had a game shown off called It Takes Two, which is made by the same developers as... Uh, what's that game that you were telling me about, Dylan, with the prison? It's cooperative. Oh, they made that game? Yeah. Dude, I just saw that and thought immediately couch co-op, but I, I don't yeah. know that developer team that made A Way Out. A Way well, Out. Sorry, like... that's all I wanted was the name. Oh, um, my bad. <laughs> yeah, no, so this looks pretty cool because the idea... Yeah. In, it, 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 couch co-op is one of those things that people have been clamoring that it's like dead and yeah. games like a way out and now this game look like they're trying to kind of like keep it alive because yes. everything is it's so much easier to do like a online multiplayer now because it's like almost a new standard so it takes two it looks like it looked fun it looked cute you know it, right. it looks like it's about this couple that has like some problems in their relationship and yeah. you're traversing the problems of their relationship and like having them cooperate together to basically get back whatever it is that they had. Well, so, it's definitely like a lighthearted tale because yeah. like, it had some character pop up with like the book of love or something. With, yeah, like, it was like an actual purple book. mustache and something like that. And he's like, 
the, the theme of this game touches on very like sensitive subject matter, which yeah. is just very personal. And I think the experience that this game will deliver being couch co-op will hit a certain type of audience. Yeah. And I don't know, like, it's gonna hit I'm you in curious the to see where it goes as far as story is, because this is a lighthearted tale, but it just touches up on really, really like personal subject matter. And because yeah. of that, it's like, I'm curious to see what things where where they go with the story symbolically and like what type of message that that puzzle solving will, will give to the player you know what i mean like yeah it's interesting oh, because it's the story is about bringing these two people together to kind of complete their objective and yeah. it involves two people coming together to complete an objective so yeah. it has that extra little layer of of uniqueness i feel there's not a whole lot of games like these and the fact that here's this game about two people whose relationship is kind of crumbling and right. you're doing a two-person multiplayer to kind of help bring it together and it looks like there's different worlds and things like that so man. i feel uh, like i'm gonna cry playing this game straight up man i'll pay like, some i'll pay attention to this one i i do yeah. i do i was interested by it so it's definitely gonna get talked about from like people like they'll talk about this game for yeah. damn sure hope so but uh, next award that they gave out was uh, Innovation and Accessibility, and it went to The Last of Us Part Two, Of course, because you know how much I talked about how great the accessibility settings in there, from changing the color mm. and the size of the text to having a, a colorblind mode to having the sound design be so intuitive that people who are like legally blind can actually play and complete the game. So that was obviously well-deserved best mobile game went to among us so shout out to them i've only played among us a few times but i know that that kind of took the world by storm um i thought it was pretty cool uh best game direction went to the last of us part two and finally the last award that they gave out game of the year the big one went to the last of us part two of course i was super excited i deserved it honestly it being announced that it was the winner like I put off a lot of games just because there's like talk or hype about it, you know? And for it to have gotten so many awards and honorable mentions during the showcase of games, it kind of makes me want to pick up a copy, like, real yeah. bad. Did uh, you play the first one? I did play the first one. Uh, I'm, I dropped it at some point whenever I beat the game and I was picking up the DLC campaign with Ellie. Yes, but left behind. Yeah, I, I fell off at that at some point but i, I would I highly recommend on the first last of us playing it on the easiest mode just to yeah. get through it replay it then play last of us part two because okay. that's what i did and the best experience really going into part two is having everything that happens in the first one fresh in your mind oh um, yeah because there's kind of like a lot of things that play off of not necessarily what happens in the first one but it's just so much more impactful so i would highly recommend replaying the first one i would just do it on easy mode get through the story um and in fact the second one has like going back to accessibility like if you don't want to do the puzzles the game doesn't make you do the puzzles if you want to just advance in the story like i think you can even skip enemy altercations for the sake of progressing the story so Mm. um yeah last of us part two naughty dog i mean neil Druckmann fucking troy baker ashley johnson Lori bailey laura bailey everyone who worked on this fucking game they deserve every single award that they get i saw a lot of hate online yeah, congratulations I, to them like for yeah. real they, they earned it one of the things i i really don't like is when i see 
someone literally posted oh the worst game ever made got game of the year i was like really like do you know what words mean the worst game ever made you mean to tell me that the last of us part two on the playstation 4 a game that has a story that rivals most movies i've seen is a worse game than atari's et that they literally buried a million copies out in the desert because the same with the game was so trash that it was worse than altered beast okay you're telling me that's what you're saying like come altered on Beast was pretty fun <laughs> so, well the original or the one know, the they... one i played on genesis no yeah. no there's one before genesis i think what um oh, i did not know that but yeah. yeah man shout so, out to last of us though for damn sure they yeah like a lot of good games came out this year and for them to kind of be at the top of the list right there through all of this it was definitely like the way to end it like yeah they came up quite a bit and for them to kind of sit on that pedestal even towards the end like it's a game that deserves recognition right for sure i would highly recommend anyone out there if you haven't played it play last of us part one then play part two it's just i cannot say enough i want to do a dedicated last of us episode with kenny so kenny if you're listening man i'm trust me i'm trying to figure out when the best time to schedule that would be but yeah that was really it for the game awards i know we kind of it might have seemed like we kind of rushed through it but we kind of just wanted to get all the major information out there because if we went through everything and talked about everything for like 10 minutes like honestly this episode would be as long as the show itself which the show was like three hours and anybody got time for that so yeah d tell me (laughs) in the game awards in general how did you feel about the overall show definitely touched up for everyone everywhere you know like they had uh kind of just for giggles like the swedish chef popped up on oh, overcooked right hated and that. i'm just saying man make a muppets felt, game i felt that <laughs> went on for too long because i'm like oh. i'm like jeff Keeley, why are you talking to a puppet for like 10 minutes just show the fucking trailer get this fucking the muppets can fuck themselves also indeed look you hear that rivalries Put diesel as a muppet and then Mi- okay first of all certain. vin diesel already <laughs> is a muppet okay <laughs> Goddamn human Muppet. I'll punch him in the fucking throat. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they definitely... Have, this is a three and a half hour long showcase of the greatest things that games had to offer for 2020. And I know I'm saying that a lot in this episode, but really, like, if you got some time, just feel free to watch it yourselves. We're just giving you a couple highlight points from us, you know, the audience yeah. that... like. They had, like, Instagram, like, filters or something like that. Not, not everyone cares about that shit, but, I mean, some people do, right? I yeah. mean, Presented by Sydney Goodman, IGN's own Sydney Goodman. Nah. Uh, I love her content. She's, yeah. Oh, she's, I can't believe she exists. Um, <laughs> but um, the, one of the cool things was when they were announcing Game of the Year, they actually had the Philharmonic Orchestra, like, having an orchestral just a whole orchestra playing the different theme songs for the different yeah. games that were nominated. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And just the show overall, I thought was, was pretty enjoyable because I was kind of worried because of course this being the first year at the game awards is being done almost a hundred percent virtually, you know, you usually have an audience live performances, things like that. 
Um, but I feel like they pulled it off, especially during the time of Corona, COVID and yeah. all that. Like, I think they did a great job. Um, Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam playing the song uh, Future Days from The Last of Us Part Two was like a heart-wrenching moment for me because that song will always remind me of The Last of Us from now on. But yeah, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. I was hoping for like some crazy big announcement, but you know, eh, some stuff. I'm like, I get it. The Game Awards isn't really the place for this. Sometimes they announce stuff, sometimes they don't. Um, but I was overall, I I was happy with it. If I had to rate it on like a scale of one to ten, I'd say like a solid seven point five eight out of ten for me. Um, that that smash that uh, Sephiroth reveal was definitely the highlight of the show for me. That and Last of Us winning Game of the Year. Um, but yeah, dude, I thought it was I thought it was a great show. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Can't wait for the next one next year. But yeah. they had a couple gun- games pop up for like 2022, and I'm like, why would you announce this game whenever we got another year to worry about? You know what yeah. I mean? Some things they mentioned a lot, and some things I felt you know they just added onto the show because again, this is three and a half hours long, and it was three hours of long like great content. So. Man, this is the first Game Awards show I've ever seen. So yeah, like it was real hype. There are a lot of like great moments, and there were sometimes, you know, the Swedish Chef or Vin Diesel pops up, and you're just like, yeah. not all of it's great, but some of it, you just gotta enjoy yourself. So Swedish like, Chef, better actor than Vin Diesel, yeah, hands, <laughs> hands down, hands down. Um, <laughs> oh, see, here's the funny thing is I don't know if that was a Vin Diesel impression or a Swedish Chef impression. So. <laughs> That goes to show you, if you love Fast and Furious, I hate you, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Like what you like. Um, but yeah, that's basically our show for this week. It's a little bit yep. on the shorter side. Um, next time that we have Kelsey on the show, I want to get her impressions on the show and what she thought about it. Because I oh, definitely yeah. relish her opinion on all this sort of stuff. And I think the next couple of weeks... Uh, we have some stuff coming down the line in terms of particular episodes. I want us to get with Kelsey and see if she has played as much cyberpunk as I have so that we can talk about it and kind of do yeah. like a cyberpunk episode. Cause obviously everyone is talking about cyberpunk right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been episode 22 of the gaming disorder podcast. I've been your host. Of course, the Forte Jorge. He has been the Dylan Lang. Please follow us on our social media, on Instagram at the Gaming Disorder Podcast, on Twitter at the Gaming Disorder P, and you know, uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Gaming Disorder Podcast. We also have a Facebook page, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell your nemesis, you know, let everyone know about the greatness that is the Gaming Disorder Podcast. Um, we, of course, cannot do this without our supporters on Patreon. Thank you once again to our patrons. Uh, Nathan S. and Joanne. And we'll see you next week for another episode of The Madness. Thanks a lot, guys.